0: welcome back to cruise control it is monday april 24th 2023 welcome to cruise control the home of entertainment news i am your host as always brian Cruz. welcome back welcome back welcome back on this monday everybody thank you for joining us here as always and also joining us here today the lovely miss sabrina vittori sabrina welcome back to the program how's your night Ben?
1: hi so far so good thank you for having me
0: yeah thank you how's your day everything's been good
1: yeah, yeah. Very uh, easy, chill day, which is uh, not the norm, so I'm thrilled.
0: Oh, great. Chill day is always nice. we got to have those once in a while, right? Absolutely. It's, it's, ve- it's very necessary in life. You have, like, chill days and crazy days. Hey, GR, welcome in the chat. And also joining us back here, writer, director, actor, also has her own podcast, Cinema Demore, Lexi Koval. Lexi, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? Hi. I'm good. <laughs> How's the podcast going? I hear you got some great Fast and the Furious stuff happening right now.
2: So we are covering every Fast and the Furious movie, thus I wore my Fast and the Furious shirt tonight for the show. (laughs) Um, If you want to hear us talk about all of the movies this month, we are going through every single film, so we're putting out two episodes this month instead of one. So that's a special treat for everyone, and we are going to be covering everything right up to 10 when 10 comes out. So that's unique for us. We don't usually cover things when they come out, and we're doing, like, 10 friggin' movies in, like, a month, so... That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, so we're powering through it, and, like, Justin's over here editing all the odd-numbered ones, and I'm over here editing all the even-numbered ones. So, like, every Friday, mine comes out. Every Tuesday, his comes out. So if you want to hear us talk about Fast and the Furious, and hear me fight with Justin about the relevance of car culture to these films, go ahead and...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the relevance of car culture? That's awesome. <laughs> that's so
2: funny. He keeps fighting with me. He's like, Dude, we're, a, we're a film podcast, no one cares about cars, I'm like, these movies are so important to cars, I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up.
0: They're all about cars, I mean, they're seriously all about yeah. cars. <laughs> But it's also like, yeah, yeah, it's film. It's it's a big action sequence for everything for sure. they do there. Everything is huge, you know? But, I mean, they focus on the cars so much. If it wasn't for the cars, you wouldn't have them. I mean, they're characters. They're all I characters mean, in this.
2: The first film is literally point break for 13-year-olds. Like, that's <laughs> it's all it is with cars. Yeah. So, I
0: mean, I there's not that. a whole
2: lot to talk about but the cars, as far as I'm concerned.
0: And how how do they hold up watching them straight in a row? Is, is it fun or is it, like, exhausting? How is it?
2: Well, as you as you know, and you've had me on here a lot, and you know that I pretty much don't like most things, I fucking <laughs> love these movies. Like, these are some of my favorite movies. And like I said before, I think one of the things that's exciting about The Fast and the Furious, not to, like, go into a big thing about The Fast and the Furious, but that this is one of the only franchises that's still running today that's not based on anything. Like, this was a standalone film that, like... They went, okay, this did well, let's make another one. Then that did well, and they went, okay, let's make another one. And here we are like 20 years later, and they're like, we have a franchise. And it's like, it's not based on a book or a TV series, not pre-existing properties or anything like that. It's like, damn, can can you tell me any other film property that is just based entirely on a film, not based on anything else? that just kept going like this. Because other than Friday the 13th or like some of those horror franchises or stuff like that, I can't think of any film series that's had this much money, this much time, and this much energy put behind it that wasn't based off of pre-existing books or properties or high-level investments like that. Like This is just like so unique. And the thing is, is that every time you go to one of these movies, you don't know what the hell you're going to get. There is no you do now. You going. Like, what well, I mean, you you're going to get. You're going to get family, <laughs> you're going to get explosions, that's it? you're going to get people. <clears throat> Maybe but outside of those space. factors, like, genuinely, like, I like these movies because I have no expectation going into them. And, like, mm-hmm. that's the greatest thing in film is going into something and having no expectation. And it's so nice to have that even when there's ten of them and you kind of know that you're going to get explosions in cars. But outside of that, I don't know what I'm going to get.
0: <laughs> that's true. Family, family you know and Corona. It's going to be a big yeah. barbecue with a lot of cool cars and it's going
1: to stress Family.
0: Yeah, and exactly. some great explosions yeah. and some great, like, special and, effects and driving. A lot of bald men. Like, a, a lot, lot of bald, bald men. <laughs> men. Yeah. If you're a bald man, you have an opportunity to work on Fast and Furious. absolutely
2: correct. <laughs> was, that was an opportunity for bald men in those series. So.
0: Call your agent. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Call your you agent have, now if you have not you have, been booked. You have too much hair, Brian. You're out.
0: I I can't oh, yeah, do I I it. too much hair. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not booking me. It's, it's not too happening. Good. It's too good. You can't. You can't Mm-mm. no no maybe when they get to like fast and the furious like 30 i'll be there i don't know maybe yeah we'll see <laughs> hey i'm willing to shave my hair for a roll come on let's do it you know no. <laughs>
1: <It's
0: too good. laughs> but i'm excited about it. everybody needs to check out the podcast I really do i mean you have there's a lot going into all this fast and the furious stuff. they're doing a lot of research they're getting into it having a great time and uh we'll definitely like have to check it out everybody will put some more uh, links in here you'll see in the, I'm here for gr poster.
2: i want to see gr in a fast and the furious movie
0: absolutely <laughs> yeah gr get it i'd be all about that
1: <laughs> i feel like he'd be real good working the grill at that last family scene.
2: that's right that's <laughs> he's who just he's just there working the grill vin Bring diesel a gr yeah
0: <laughs> somebody pass me a Corona now <laughs> love you gr and as always everybody we gotta get into it so now it's time for some breaking news all right the very first thing i want to talk about just very quickly is the good doctor has been renewed for a seventh season at abc that's right the hit medical drama is coming back it's number one entertainment series in Monday's 10 p.m hour time slot with adults 18 to 49 and it also is tying quantum leap at nbc so they're kind of neck and neck right now but it's been going for a long time marlene Cruz, friend of the show mother of the show loves this show so she's probably be super excited about this more than nine million total viewers this season too and they're actually proposing a spin-off called the good lawyer all no, right oh my God. I don't know if that's necessary <laughs> they're talking about the good lawyer and the season finale for season six will end on may first you'll get your fix of the good doctor coming and i guess maybe the good lawyer coming soon i i don't know I, I i don't know it's not for me anyways as this is coming back something going away is and i knew this was going to happen the National Treasure TV series, Edge of History. That's right, everybody. If you're a fan of this, unfortunately, it's going away after one season on Disney+. And, they, you know, they, they were hoping Jerry Bruckheimer was involved with this, who so did all the National Treasures. You have the producer back. You're like, oh, this should be a hit, you know? We're going to do this. And it's, no, nah, no, nah, it just didn't go well. I watched the first few episodes, and I was just kind of like, And in case you're wondering, what's it about? Well, it's a, you know, timely issues of identity, community, historical authorship, and patriotism told through the point of a view of Jessie Morales, a 20-year-old dreamer who, with her diverse group of friends, set off on an adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and save a lost Pan-America treasure.
2: No Nicolas Cage.
0: No, Nicolas no, cage, cage, no deal, <laughs> no cage, no deal. But apparently uh, Brookheimer says that he's still moving forward with National Treasure three and Nick Cage will be attached to that. Now, oh. the thing is, though, do you think that's still going to happen with this doing so bad, or do you think that, you know, he'll just, you know, still do it? I mean, I I'm just not yeah. sure about it. I just don't know. Like you think that, I mean, Nick Cage will probably do it though. Right. This is a good idea though. This did so bad. You think that people really want to watch National Treasure still?
1: Well, I don't really I don't really blame National Treasure for this disaster, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think it's like a thing (laughs) unto itself. I know it shares the name and Justin Bartha did a pop in. But like, I feel like if Nicolas Cage is back and they get, you know, the original cast involved, that it will still make a shit ton of money and people will go see it. I'll go see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love the original ones. I think they're fun. They're a good adventure. Like, you're going here, going there. You're trying to find, like, the MacGuffin almost kind of. You know, Indiana Jones kind of does the same thing sometimes too, but it's just like it's an adventure. You're putting the pieces together. It's, it's fun. So if they can do it well as the original ones, I think it'll be good. And I think Nick Cage would do it. He said, like, he'd be down. So why not? Make it happen, Jerry. Make it happen. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I, I knew it was going to fail. I knew it was going to fail. Like, Did you see this, they, Lexi?
2: They cast it with two women as the leads. And I could tell you that's probably what hurt it in a lot of ways. Oh,
0: don't say that. Don't say yeah, that. That shouldn't yeah, be yeah, a problem.
2: You know it's true. But, you know, <laughs> if, they, if they had brought Nicolas Cage in for a TV series, it would have done well. If they had brought Nicolas Cage in, in any factor of it, Nicolas Cage was the selling point of all of those movies, Nicolas Cage was in his peak in those movies and he's peak Nicolas Cage in those movies. How many people in your life have you heard go, what's that there on the dollar bill? I didn't never watch. I've I never watched those movies and I've had that quoted at me like time and time again. And even I quoted <laughs> it without seeing those movies, I've seen them since, but like, yeah. it took me years to even consider watching them. Cause I just, but they were like huge parts of our pop culture lexicon so he established himself as a character he's this, you know it's like indiana jones it's like are you gonna watch indiana jones without harrison indiana Ford? Jones. they keep trying they keep trying but like at the end of the day you want harrison ford harrison ford is indiana jones you want you know this with Nicolas cage you don't want a bunch of other characters coming in. And if you are going to do them, you at least want familiarized characters brought in to give you something to work off of. Nobody gives a shit about American history being some sort of crypto whatever thing that leads you to mystery and adventure. What the fuck ever. That's just the the, the core, that's just the wrapping <laughs> around what made Nicolas Cage say and do wacky shit. like. That's what people come in here for. Like half the time, most of these franchises are built off of the actors and who does well in them. So, you know, as long as you have a like, no one's here for, like, the like some of them are. Like, I and mean, there's some things like you like Ghostbusters, right? But you're not yeah. like I, you're not like oh, I want like Ghostbusters because of ghosts. It's like I like Ghostbusters no. because of the cast. It's like the, the cast is what brought that together. Like. It's always, like, primer. what brings it together. Like, if you don't have a good cast and you don't have a good grouping of people, then you're not interested in the product. It's the people that bring it all together. It doesn't matter. You don't have the right people. And the writing. Writing oh, yeah. is very important, too. Like, writing is another major factor. But, you know, I've seen things that have been very poorly written, and you still give it to the right people, and they can pull it together. And mm. so it's, like, as long as you have, like, competent director and a competent set of actors, you can take garbage and turn it into gold. In, that, in you the, the same vein, track?
1: I have seen things that were written well and
2: uh, that too,
1: I, and you know, been put to shit by the fucking wrong cast. So, like, in, at that, it, that's the same point that you're making. But
2: um, exactly, yeah.
1: You know, it's 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 weird. It's very synergistic filmmaking. You know, you need everybody to gel correctly. And I know there are stories where, like, some person was a monster to work with, or like, you know, you have a horrible director, and you know, the movie still turns out to be amazing. But like, it's It's just every single department, every single person is a cog in the wheel. And when everything is working together properly and you have the right group of people and people are having fun making it, I feel like even if it's not like National Treasure is not like the best movie of all time, but it's fun. You know, it's fun for families. It's fun, you know what I mean? It's just like a fun, you know, it makes history fun too. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I guess it makes history (laughs) fun. I would say, I would say.
0: Yeah. I think but, you Hamilton know,
1: makes history fun, okay? I don't know about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. But like you're saying, having the right cast, having the right director, you know, sometimes that alone can make something great, but you have to have the script, too. Another movie, another project that has, like, the, probably the right director, the right cast, and a huge, huge cast is Killers of the Flower Moon. Now, I just want to talk about this very briefly because it kind of came out what the runtime is for this, and everyone's going crazy online about this. It's clocking in at 3 hours and 26 minutes. And at that right now, it is well. Now it's not. Scorsese's longest film. Now The Irishman right. was still two two minutes longer than that. But what people are saying though is like theatrical run because the Irishman only had like a short run. This is gonna have like a full run. So for his full run, it'll be his longest movie in theaters. But still not his longest movie. But people are going nuts about how it's too long. And you know this. This is of course a historical piece. We've talked about it on the show. It's coming out October twentieth, twenty twenty three, and Apple's doing this too. And it's still not gonna be. I don't think it's still going to have the kind of theatrical runs most things because, again, it's going to be like released to Apple after like a couple weeks. So I don't know. It's whatever. It's three hours and 26 minutes. Most people watch it on their couch at home. So I don't really see a problem with this. Of course, you know, it is too long. GR, you're right. It's too long for a theater, though. I think it's too long. But people are going nuts online. So if you were excited about this, just know if you're going to the theater, you better hold your pee or find a way to go, find the best spot and go back and see it again. I don't know. <laughs> But also, speaking of a historical figure, I want to talk about King Charles for a second. And because people love- It's an
2: endgame. Wasn't endgame like three hours, 37 minutes? like
0: Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot. I
1: mean, I feel like movies are more I, I often like- I didn't want to cut at, you off At, at there, but... the two, two hour, two and, no, two and hour mark is totally normal. Now, three hours is totally normal for Marvel, DC. The, like, they don't give a- This
2: fuck. is Scorsese. like Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, did you watch Wolf of Wall Street? Were you like lost great. for like, yeah, it's one of the most brilliant films. I'm sorry. It's three and a half hours long. I'm like, are you sad about that? I'm like, I was totally engrossed the entire time. Like, if you can hold my attention for three and a half hours, yeah. Scorsese's never made a film that hasn't held my attention for that length of time. I will watch Absolutely. anything three and a half hours from that man. Uh, you of the Irishman? Brilliant film. Yeah. Watched it for three and a half hours, lost the whole time in it. Great. When a film has Poor pacing, when a film has poor direction, when a film has poor whatever, that's when you start to feel it. I don't want to watch three and a half hours of superheroes bouncing around on the screen. That shit was boring (laughs) to me. But like, when you give me something as brilliantly written as Wolf of Wall Street... I will I will watch that again for another three and a half hours. Like, it's about the commitment of the film and what the film's delivering to me. There are films that I watch that I'm like, this runtime's too long. And then there are also films that I watch, and I'm like, I needed another hour and a half to this to flesh oh, yeah. the story out properly because you didn't give it enough time. I'm like, you have to understand what you're working with and who you're working with. Scorsese is a director who can absolutely give me a three-hour-long film. I will sit in a movie theater. I will not be bored. You have given me continuously non-stop three-hour films that have shown me repeatedly that i will sit through your films and never be bored i yeah. will absolutely sit through every three and a half hour long scorsese can make four hour long movies and i will never complain and i'll never be bored i will watch a four hour long scorsese <laughs> film before i'll watch a two hour long lord of the rings thank
1: you thank you i
2: don't like like i'm sorry like how about the way extended
1: more... edition of lord of the rings like with 12 hours I mean, of viewing time how about a i about film me?
2: I didn't want to no. get like off subject on this but like I saw like right. this when I was reading the notes like and it. I was like it's nothing to complain about when it's the right director and it's I the agree. right person Scorsese please 5 hour movie 7 hour also- movie <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm fine, fine with it. it. I, don't I don't understand. understand. People in go history. crazy. Like,
1: this is a real thing that happened. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a real thing right. that happened and in order to do this story justice, which is a very important part of American history that they don't want to tell us because it makes the Americans look bad or right. uh, the Americans. Like, let's be real. The native Americans are the Americans, but like it sheds like a, a dark light on our history and people like, that's why they don't teach that. Shit. that's why you learn that in history when you were younger. You know, so, like, it's an important story that needs to be told. And if it takes three and a half hours to tell it properly, I'm there for it.
2: And that's he's what gonna, it is. He's going to give us great casting. They're all going to give uh, yep. stellar performances. They're all going to be up for awards. We're all going to be, like, wondering which one of them is going to walk away. You know, it's it's not even going to be questionable. This is not a complainer. This is a, f- one of those examples of, yes... Please, give me a three-hour film. No more three-hour Harry Potters, no more three-hour you know, Fast and the Furious films, no more yeah. superhero films that are three hours long. Those are hour-and-a-half-long films. Popcorn movies are hour-and-a-half-long films. Those don't need to be dragged out long and long and long and long. They keep doing that with that shit. No one wants that. What we do want are three-and-a-half-hour-long, well-directed, epic pieces by exceptional Thoughtful directors. Filming. I want I yeah. want Arnofsky films that now are I'm 3 hours. Acting. I want Spike Lee films that are 3 hours. I want my proper well-done director films, fleshed out, dragged out and given me well-directed stories. But I do not need a bunch of franchise IPs dragged through the fucking mud for hours and hours and hours and hours. That's not acceptable. But this all fucking that. All <laughs>
0: fucking kiss
2: there. <laughs> Scorsese. I, I, yes,
0: I agree with you too. I know people want to complain because, like, oh, it's too long. But I think I feel like with you like the same thing. It's like a lot of times, a lot of movies like this. I'm like, oh, it's just too short. They're not giving it enough time to develop the plot, and they're rushing through things. When you have such a phenomenal cast in the story, and something like this, when you have Scorsese doing it, it's like it's just you know it's going to be great. You know he's spending his time on it. You know it's a story that's been need to be told for a long time. So. Do it right, don't rush it. Right. Really, just don't rush it. So I'm excited so watch, about it.
2: I watch Russian cinema. So like I'll watch <laughs> 4 hour long films about like nothing, so like you know, as long as it's good though. Like it's all about giving me, you know, that I don't need nonsense. I need a well-done story. Scorsese's got it.
0: Well, speaking of some nonsense, I think, and probably not gonna—it's probably gonna be too long—is the King Charles documentary that's coming out. So everybody, then people love when we talk about about the the family, the monarch family. But here we go. So King Charles has a documentary coming out for Paramount Plus on May second. Now it's a companion piece with him actually. Being, you know, initiated and coronated as being the king of England, so they're gonna have, you know, stories from former friends and girlfriends from like girlfriends and schoolmates and his private staff, <laughs> and it's gonna be ninety it's minutes long. By the second, I know ninety minutes long. They're calling a coming of age tale, partly a coming of age age tale. Exclusive interviews he's like, from behind he's like the like
1: ninety. Heat. What do you mean coming of age?
0: I that's what they're saying. That's what they're pitching that. They're they're calling it a coming of age story. GR says he sucks. Never before seen photos and letters. And his best friend actually named it his or his boarding school uh, schoolmate named it this because he was the boy who walked alone and people used to bully him and he was hiding in isolation, which I kinda I kinda have a hard time believing, but the Boy Who Walked Alone, King Charles Story is coming to Paramount Plus. <laughs>
2: the boy who walked alone. I spent my there we entire go. life walking yep. alone.
0: I was waiting for it. That's why I knew it.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk to my son anymore. I walk alone then, too. <laughs> uh, that terrible woman. I was alone in my life.
0: <laughs> not coming to oh. my coronation. He looks like, <laughs> he's like, for, like a story or like
1: Harry Potter or something. I mean for fuck's sake, look at that picture. He looks like ed rock kind of a little bit too.
0: So Sabrina, are you excited about this? No. You, you can't wait to tune into Paramount yep. Plus to see this or what? No, and
1: you know what? I find it actually quite hypocritical that they give uh the Ape Harry so much shit and I you know everyone knows I'm not a fan of the Harry and Megan situation at all and like all the publicity and the bullshit. But they like made a huge deal about how they're airing all of this for royal business, and now you're going to do a documentary, "The Man Who Walks Alone." Please, please, please stop! Like oh, I, boy. I cannot. He's the, the boy, boy who walks alone. Uh, even He's a words, young boy, he walks alone. The, the geriatric <laughs> who hobbles along is what they should call it. Like I don't, I don't understand. Like it's actually offensive to me. I don't. I just don't know what to say about it. Like it's, it's, they're a mess. And I think Queen Elizabeth, the poor thing is definitely rolling around in her grave right now. She's like, I leave for five <laughs> minutes and this is what fucking happens. These fucking ungrateful fucks.
2: They're ruining it. They're ruining it all.
0: Like He's just,
2: not there to hold me hand anymore for me walks. Not anymore. <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: this is, this is, this is all this guy's ever wanted. All GR's calling a bloody
0: twit in the chat there. <laughs>
1: no, I I that's why i didn't put it up i was like that's oh okay. no twit
0: a bloody twit a Bloody twit we say we, we say worse than oh, twit that's it's for sure just
1: that, <laughs> i mean oh god i just I, I really honestly the person i feel bad the most is poor uh, rest in peace queen elizabeth because i know yeah. this is very very difficult for you and you worked your whole entire life to keep things just so and you even let him marry that core piece of shit that he wanted to marry. You let Harry marry Megan. You let all these people do things that would not normally be accepted. And you loosen the reins a little bit. And now you give them an inch, they take a fucking mile. That's what's happening. I feel happening. like it's all – I feel like this is PR,
0: though. This is PR, They're though, are walking a
1: mile in the little boy's shoes or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. It's terrible.
0: This, this is all PR, I think, because of, you know – Everything that came out, Harry and Meghan, they want to shine some great light on him before he becomes king, and everyone is gonna yeah. love him. <laughs> no. I don't think they're gonna love him. I don't think so. And yeah, I if mean, anyone just, knows just...
1: his actual story and who he actually is, I don't think it's gonna make things better.
0: But if they're gonna, they're gonna go shine some light and
1: not say all of the things that happened when he was with Diana and the fact that he was cheating on her and all these other things, not like, great. Yeah. Not it took a great me over love.
2: to jeffrey epstein's island one time and it was wonderful <laughs> oh my god do
1: you know that prince andrew is actually in higher status than harry now the, the i don't i don't that's, wanna,
2: that's, you know that's yeah i've heard that yeah
1: he's in higher he has higher popularity mm. and is regarded yes. regarded higher in the royal family than harry is that's craig wild craig an associate wild. of jeffrey epstein and they, they made the, yep. those two Markle, uh, the Markles move out of their cottage or whatever they call it yep. um, so that he could move in because they wanted to take over his property. So he Prince get uh, him out of there he's living there now and those two are well uh, i'm just i'm relegated to and they a were so million upset. bazillion dollar mansion in uh, santa barbara so upset they crazy. don't have their
0: little cottage they talk shit about over and over again how it was sucked you know right. what i mean it was so, They're small. so upset about it now
1: they call it a castle but it's a cottage oh
0: bitch yeah. please. Just stop. well the not whole royal there, family so don't worry about it. <laughs> the whole royal family thing if you ask me it all sums up to FUBAR. That's right. FUBAR is coming out, everybody. <laughs> FUBAR with Arnold Schwarzenegger. His premiere TV series is coming out on May 25th. We talked about it briefly, but the trailer came out for this. Now, it's going to start with the governor himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and Top Gun Maverick actor, Get Monica Barbarum. Netflix. <laughs> Get to the Netflix. Get over that and check out that food bar So he's going in there. He's a special operative. He's retiring his daughter's. A special operative he doesn't know about it now they have to have him go in there to save somebody and they find out it it's his daughter and now he has to stay out of retirement to save his daughter's life eight episodes the trailer came out and uh it looked like it was fun actually i i had fun watching it was like some old like 90s kind of you know action yeah. stuff with arnold you know arnold was was doing being arnold like you know even some of the promotional stuff where he's smoking the cigar and stuff it's fun and honestly i thought he was good in this because i've seen him do shit recently where i'm like Arnold, maybe it's about time to hang up the uh, hang up the boots. You know, maybe it's a tough time to stop working out, put the weights away, hang on with donkey and whiskey. Where they was it whiskey and cocoa, whatever his, his donkey and his horse's names are. But but no, this was fun. The daughter looked like she was doing a great job in it too. The moment where they find each other. I mean, it's very much. I could see it being a show. It's it just it just seems very standard TV to me. But you got Arnold in there. It's curveball. You know oh i didn't know you were a cia agent how did not know that your whole life now i gotta save you oh you kick ass or it's like dad kicks ass you know hey it was it was fun sabrina you saw the trailer are you excited about this did it help amp this show up for you for netflix or are you just kind of like arnold just 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 stop
1: uh i mean i don't know he's still the same as he is in every movie so i'm not mad at that and also gr yes i do know what fuber means it's fucked up beyond all repair um. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I don't know. I don't mind it. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's fun. I mean, I don't think it's going to be, you know, anything epic or award worthy or anything, but I think it might be a fun watch. The girl who plays his daughter seems good. Um, I enjoyed her little quips with him. Um, uh, Fortune Feemster was pretty funny in the trailer. Um, I think it's, uh, I, you know, good, clean fun, kind of like a National Treasure type situation. Like it's not, you're not yeah. going in there to watch an Oscar worthy movie, but you know, it's fun. There'll be action. There'll be things happening. And, you know, I like the, the, daughter, um, the daughter-son the dynamic, you know, and him coming out of retirement, finding out that his daughter, uh, you know, is a CIA agent. I think that's fun. She obviously can kick some serious ass, which I really like. Thank you, GR, by the way. Some great um, action and great uh, car chase stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun. Um, and I'm tell you what, I watched one episode of Tulsa King, and I wanted to stab myself in the eye with the nearest sharp object I can find. So this, I think, is going to be much was, better than that. I was
2: actually <laughs> going to ask that. I was, I was going to say <laughs> – Have you guys seen (laughs) Tulsa King? Because I did watch that. Terrible! I watched all nine episodes of it. Oh wow! Oh wow! You committed. So I'm a huge Sopranos fan. Okay. Huge Sopranos fan. It's written by the same people. Oh nice. um, It's not that it's written
1: bad. It's he's bad. He is really bad.
2: Um, I love Stallone. I don't think Stallone was the bad part of the series. I think that really everything around the series was the problem. Like, Stallone was good. I love Stallone, but I never thought Stallone was as good as Arnold. Like, when you look at like mm-hmm. the tier yeah. of the '80s and '90s, it was like Arnold is the top. Stallone. I always thought Stallone and like I'm trying to think of the other one, but there was like two that were like you know there's those two that were kind of like at each other and Stallone and like another one was kind of like competing for the second tier, like two and three. There was bouncing back and forth, and then like you know the the ones below it kind of think, but you know Arnold was those at the top, so i i like like stallone i always give stallone a lot of credit i like to see what he can do and i was like okay let's see stallone do some tv because we haven't seen them do any tv right like this is like the first attempt at seeing them work into this tv and you're not wrong it was terrible but like it was terrible like like, it was like he shows up to a pot shop like they had the guy from um uh, silicon valley he's excellent actor like he wasn't the problem it was like the writing was bad and i was like this was written like they jumped ahead on stuff they pushed the story ahead way too quickly. They needed like thirteen to fourteen episodes to flesh out what they were trying to do. Like, there were so many issues. And I watched it because Jacob told me to watch it. And so Jacob's like, you gotta watch this show, you gotta watch this show. And I'm like, I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm so tapped on trying to find things to watch that most mm-hmm. of my life is spent watching um, competition eaters on food on YouTube. I shit you not. Like that's where most <laughs> of my time is spent. Because I have, have you nothing to drinking? watch. Um, what's that one?
1: Shrinking. It's on Apple. She TV. Apple
2: TV. No, she doesn't have I don't Apple TV. She doesn't have Apple TV. TV. And I, I have yeah. a hard time like um, starting new things and stuff like that. So like I'm in a weird place where I'm like I really struggle to find things to watch. So when people are like, you should try this, you should really try this. I'm like, all right, all right, I try to listen. I'll, I'll listen to you on as well. So, you know, like I'm not. I'll try that, I'll check that out later. Shrinking so I, I, good. I gotta get out. Because there's a ton of stuff on there I need to like check out. But um, when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, ah, okay, Arnold is coming at this. I see a lot of the exact same problems that I saw with Tulsa King just in the trailer for this. It's not going to be as well written as it needs to be. I think Arnold is definitely the better actor. I think Arnold's gonna give a great performance. I think Arnold's not going to be the problem with this series. I don't even think the other actors are gonna be the problem with this series. I think the problem with this series is going to be modern day television writing. Like, I think there's a lot of issues with the way that so many people do television. Like, there's these slapstick characters they try to push in. There's these types of characters that they try to push in. And then they try to bring in these particular types of actors, and they try to introduce these actors as the types of characters that they used to play. And they don't work in these modern settings and they try to do these like fish out of water kind of stories. And I'm like, if you want to do a fish out of water story, you have to write a fish out of water story properly. Like I said, there were a lot of elements to Tulsa King that worked. I see a lot of like Arnold's former film stuff all throughout this. Like I've seen Arnold play this character before. I have seen like oh, yeah. totally a lot of these character type. types of things come out in this. I've seen a lot of these action sequences from Arnold before. I've seen a lot of this stuff played before. I'm not excited about this. I'm not interested in this. I'm not here for this because I have seen this before and I've seen it done better. I've seen it done better and funnier. And like in the eighties it was done better. And there would have been more tongue in cheek, like humor. And there would have been whatever, because while I'm not someone like, it's not necessarily like, Oh, I don't like, I don't believe in cult cancel culture or any that kind of stuff. Like, that's not like that, but like, there is a certain degree where these guys and the kind of stuff that they did and what they created kind of just worked better in the time period that they did. And there are elements of that that you do want there that don't work now today. I don't mean sexism and racism and things like that, but that there are some of those things that kind of flow from those eras that just don't exist in this era anymore. And so if you're going to fish out of water, you got to fish out of water properly and find a way to, bring those elements because a fish out of water from that element that time period is going to have those you know what I mean those sort of like sexist and racist and those kind of like elements so you've got to if, if you want to do that they have to have those they have to bring those there you can't pg it and you can't you know make it, that character still functional for today you have to make that character not functional for today that's the whole point they're a not functional character for today's world, so make them a not functional character for today's world. But he's world. functional in this. He's still kicking ass. Right. He's still doing and the so, same shit. He's always doing. And, and so, like, it doesn't work. And like, also, just... he
1: just retired. Like, it's more like a Danny yeah. Glover, like Lethal Weapon yeah. situation. You know what I mean? I mean it's like, old so, shit. Just retired, <laughs> so he's not. He's not like out of his prime. He's just like, oh, I'm ready to retire. I'm old. I'm good. I've done my shit.
0: But one last mission.
1: In, yeah, it's like one. Well, you know, I feel like it's not necessarily. But, but how do you Diana do more Power than situation. one
0: season, though? You know what I mean? How do you do one? I, really, I mean, it is Netflix, so probably one season and done. She
1: second season, maybe.
2: I, I was maybe. really excited when uh, Schwarzenegger came back to acting because mm. I knew that when Schwarzenegger came back to acting that this was going to be that point in Schwarzenegger's career where Schwarzenegger was old and Schwarzenegger was going to start taking on roles that were not typical Schwarzenegger roles. He was going to start doing old guy roles. I wanted to see him doing more dramatic work. I wanted to see him doing more, um, you know, mentor role type characters. Well, like, yeah. not like I don't mind him playing like old guy action hero stuff. Like, that's fine. Like, he can do that stuff too. Like, there's always a, a place for that. But I wanted to see him like playing like completely different type of characters and roles. And I knew right. he could do it because I believe in Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor. I've always thought that there was greater acting chops beneath this person that there is more potential. And that when he got in his older rage age, that there was going to be some shit that you were, he was going to come out and you were going to be like, damn, I never expected. Yeah, there he so is. And it was like, that's what I wanted to see from him was like, and I've seen it from Stallone. Stallone has shown us his acting chops. He can show us like repeatedly, like he has done some yeah, really even old
0: Rocky. Work. So many like, great um, moments in his old Rocky. Yeah. He's that was some all definite, great
1: acting. Tulsa King is fucking pathetic. I texted Brian. I, I said, my dad <laughs> could play this part better. Literally my father. I, I was like, <laughs> my dad, could be better at this role than this guy i was like he's trying to cry and it's painful like it was so hard for me to watch i was like i can't i just can't i had to shut it off
2: i'm not defending like that show in any way but i'm saying like what i've what i've watched of it and what i've seen of it i can definitely think of like that as a solid comparison to what this show is going to be
1: right well yeah that's you know i I agree
2: i just like i think with netflix backing it i don't think netflix is on a good run right now i think but i think that Without a doubt, no question, everybody's gonna watch it it's because of Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I, I, and this there, may be
1: his segue I'm watch into it. this might be his segue into other things. You know what I mean? Like there no one's gonna be like, come back and do this like super riveting role. Like, you know what I mean? Like so he's coming back and doing him and then he's interested in acting again, and then that may open the door for other things. to so give you what you want or what you're looking for. You know what I mean?
0: I hope so. Not just I you, hope
2: he but I'm saying like this. your point, I mean, you know what I mean. He wasn't great in Maggie, and I don't think that was a role he was suited for. But I was extremely excited to see him take on something like that. Like, it was completely <clears throat> outside of the box for him. I'm like, I'm here for it. It was a terrible film, but I'm still here for it. And I give you I mean, props for that, and I'm excited to see that. And, like, uh, did you see The Escape Plan? That, no. that's I never saw The Escape
0: Plan. That's the, that's the, of the kind prison, of shit right?
2: that I'm talking about that I want to see from, from Schwarzenegger. That's the old Schwarzenegger that I want. Those are the kind of roles I expect from him. Lately. The man uh, moved
1: to the United States. He said he wanted to marry a Kennedy. He wanted to be a movie star and that he wanted to be president. He married a Kennedy, was a very successful movie star and became governor of California. The man's tenacious as fuck, okay? If he wants to do something, he will do it. I have 100% belief in that and a lot of respect for that as well. You come here as a foreigner and like who says they wanna marry a Kennedy and then you marry a Kennedy, like that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like good for you, dude. Way to get what you want, like good for you.
0: Yeah, well, good for him. And honestly, I hope we see more of those kind of like possible roles for him, too. Of course, this does seem very easy for him to step into and play. And I'm I'm still going to check it out. But you're right, Lexi. It probably won't be much of a challenge or it won't be outside the box enough. And it'll probably only have one season for him. It could be I'll fun. You, I think it could be fun. There's but, a
2: character in the trailer for that who I'm already like, I'm out just with that character. That, that woman that keeps making Fortune beamster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, said, I, said, I don't know. I, she drives me nuts. I was like the whole time she used to be it, on like,
1: Chelsea Handler all the time. And she's actually I very like, funny. And I, I feel like they just showed like a lot of like weird jokes for her. I did I'm laugh like, when like, she blew up uh, both the bands and she was like, okay, that's on me. That was kind of funny. The rest of it, not so much. But I feel I, like I, they were just trying to throw her in for that comic relief. I had more of a problem with the guy with the curly I, hair.
2: I don't <laughs> like him either. Like, I he was like, like they got people. more
1: issues than Sports Illustrated. I'm like, that's not even funny like why
2: why are you saying that but
0: speaking of a female speaking of a a female actress (laughs) speaking of a female actress that i think is really great actually though is hannah waddingham and she's coming back she's coming to she's gonna stay with apple tv plus everybody but she's doing a holiday special and i'm not sure how sabrina's gonna feel about this but it's a musical She's gonna a musical called home for christmas Features guests and musical numbers, accompanied by multiple surprise guests and a spectacular big band in front of a live audience at the London Coliseum on Apple TV Plus. Produced by Dunn Plus Dusted, uh, and they created Mariah Carey's Christmas Special in 2021. So that you know, she's been famous, of course, in recent years, especially for Ted Lasso. She's been massively popular because of that, and she's fantastic on that. She sang on that, too. And so for me, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. She she seems like she has a great voice. But then again, it's like, do we need a, a musical with her? I mean, Apple TV loves her, so I guess that's just like an, a natural step for them to do that with her. But I'm, I'm kind of like, maybe it'll be, I mean, she's entertaining, she's great, so maybe it'll be great. Sabrina, you love her, but what do you think about her doing a musical?
1: Um, well, I love Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and I hate it Spirited. So um, I'm not really sure uh, I if they're going to do this type of thing. I have zero problem with her being at the helm. She has a beautiful voice. Uh, she was in *Lame Miz, by the way. Like, she's she's a singer. She's a musical theater actress. Like, she sings all the time, and she has a spectacular voice. Yeah. So if you're going to do this sort of thing, like, why wouldn't you pick this gorgeous, like, girl boss fucking head bitch in charge who is really really good at what she does um i feel like she'd be a great host she has a beautiful voice she's pretty to look at and i just i enjoy her so much so if you are gonna do this like absolutely do it with her am i gonna watch it i hate to say it probably not i'm not really a musical person as we all know um but good for her and what? good for them i think they picked the right person
2: when did that know? start sabrina i thought you i know right what
0: cool i she, she just uh-huh. overnight showed the florida you, and all of a sudden she hated musicals aren't you
2: a huge fan of that one at disney the the the, the captain america musical Wasn't yeah that rogers anything? musical
0: <laughs> she's so amped for that right now she's been talking about it in her sleep
2: jump off a bridge and swim
1: and watch that honestly <laughs> <laughs> i watched spirited i didn't even know it was a musical and i'm like how are they making this a musical this is such false was, advertising i was pissed
0: i don't, I don't it know what I mean, that is spirit was it's like will ferrell, and will ferrell and and two of my
1: favorite people on the planet it was i was like Scrooge, let's watch it was
0: christmas it. story but it was oh, like, okay. a, like a like a comedy version I can do the
1: home alone
0: so yeah. bad. <laughs> it was it was very strange i will say it's very strange and so much so that ryan reynolds i'll never do another musical but i mean it still did great for it's apple fun. tv plus it did great for them and uh, a lot did. of people liked it still though so i mean like i mean good on them will ferrell was a big person behind producing it and he got ryan to come in and do it so and of course will ferrell likes to sing you know so that's it you know, if it's, there it's was awesome. no
1: singing it would have been great because the this shit is, that went on when there wasn't singing it was amazing uh, but then yeah. when they were singing oh, yeah. i was like oh my god make it stop like i don't it's a lot
0: but she's this i I'd a,
1: say good for her good for them
0: yeah yeah, I mean it's a big holiday special be coming out next to this coming year, you know, so it's like great for her. It's good publicity for her. I mean, she's riding off of Ted Lasso right now, so she's she's so hot right now, in the words of Zoolander. Uh, is so hot right now. So hot right now. Uh, now Lexi, I know you haven't seen uh, Ted Lasso yet, but what do you think about like Apple T V doing a musical like this for a holiday special? Do you think this is a good idea?
2: Um i i i i hate holiday specials um they're just like i just i think that's a um tradition that goes back to like i don't know like the 40s the 30s like just the the way that we absorbed entertainment was showcases in a lot of ways like those old school showcases the big song Christ- and dance numbers. The, the Christmas showcase big song and dance number is sort of a tradition of American culture. And I think that we are trying to hold on to that and keep that as part of our culture. But I think that that traditional sort of, like, the way that we do it, singing the same fucking songs we've been singing for the last, (laughs) like, 50 billion years and, like, somebody sitting down on a piano and laying across the piano and then singing while somebody else plays the piano. I'm like, I'm so fucking over it. Like, this shit doesn't (laughs) interest me. It's not my kind of thing. And, like, you know, if you could find a way to give me one of those and give me a nice hard spin on it and bring in some, like, new fresh talent and some new artists or, I don't know, something with it. Like, uh, this is going to sound This was not going to
0: be that. If you could it's do something like the,
2: that, bring me a Christmas special that's all done like that, but like with nothing but metal artists, or like That'd something cool. that's done like that with nothing but rap artists, or something like that that's done with nothing but like I don't know, like you know what I'm saying, like modern strange artists that you wouldn't particularly pick for this, Daft Punk, like I don't know, be great. Like, I would like I would like to see something where they just don't go back to the traditional Christmas songs, the traditional format, the traditional whatever. And I just, as I'm always complaining about on this show and everything that I talk about in life, is I just want to see something new and fresh. And this is not yeah. new and fresh. And while I know that there are a lot of people that love to have that opportunity to be able to show their singing skills and have that whatever, you know what? Um, Seth McFarlane, one of the best of these types of things. He's got a beautiful singing voice. Oh, he's voice. fantastic. And uh, I watched his Christmas special, and I actually think he's got one of the best ones. And you know what's great about his? 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's all he like... needs to be, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of <laughs> like, quality. I don't know. I, I, I'm not, <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to watch this. I, it's on Apple TV on top of it. And I'm completely unfamiliar with the woman, and I'm completely unfamiliar with them. But I will say, She's smoking yeah, <laughs> Love her. yeah.
0: Love her. oh yeah yeah and she, like i said before she's so hot right now and not that she's not hot in general but in the public eye especially because you know she won she won an emmy too for for ted lasso too so the fact that she has been like so popular and so so in the in the viewpoint of everybody everyone loves her on this show she's fantastic and she kind of came out of nowhere if you ask me but she's been around for a long time but this is like Finally, getting like her respect that she deserves because she's a phenomenal actress and she's also very talented. So it could be a lot of fun to see her do this. And they got the people that did Mariah Carey specials, so people have done this before. Again, Lexi, it's going to be a lot of the same that we've had in the past, probably.
2: You know, Mariah Carey's it's got be this the... fucking market non locked dude. Like, there's <laughs> I no know. Way, like, I mean, can you? Th- she's been doing this since the '90s. Like, hello, like this I, is her world. She's she really probably is wait, world. She
0: probably like what the fuck? This is supposed to be my special. Why is she get right? this? Shit? she's probably pissed right now <laughs> but i don't she know probably I really she is Right, Carrie's
2: crazy <laughs> it's
0: like her people and everything that are doing it so she might be livid about this but i think it could be fun it could be fun and again it's like a festive thing for the holidays it's coming here apple tv plus and it's something that it's like they're working together with her because they know her so well just like netflix is working with the duffer brothers even more to do more projects Now, we talked about how they're doing an animated Saturday morning Stranger Things episodic type uh, story coming forward from Netflix and Duffer Brothers. But now Duffer Brothers have another story moving forward. It's a supernatural mystery, and they're executive producing it. It's called The Burrows, and it's created by Jeffrey Addis and Will Matthews, so he's working with them. Eight-episode drama. It's set in a seemingly picturesque retirement community in the New Mexico desert, where a group of unlikely heroes must band together to stop an otherworldly threat from stealing the one thing they don't have, time. Now, it kind of sounds like geriatric stranger things, but anyways, so that's mm-hmm. happening. Duffer Brothers are also working with Netflix right now to develop a, um, an ad- adaptation of the, sh- the movie Death Note and also Stephen King's no. The Talisman. So, yep, they're working with on um, those two projects right now, also. Oh. So, so they're not done. This is this, this would be the fresh thing they're doing right now. This, this is Green Lip. But I'm guessing Death Note will come next. Talisman no. will probably come after that. You know, that's that that's that's what it is. I mean, that's how it goes. It's they're a full. big it's <laughs> but they're a big directing duel that Netflix is like Stranger Things is such a big thing that they're like, well, let's give them whatever they want, you know? So Lexi, you hear about this. Do you think this is good that Duffer Brothers getting more projects like this? Or do no. you think they, um, they maybe they're <laughs> rushing the gun on this?
2: <laughs> I, I, I Chumping the gun. These guys are fucking about as original as a fucking Andy Warhol painting. i mean let's be honest here and which i love warhol i shouldn't talk smack like that it's unfair to warhol these guys are really uncreative like i mean there's nothing they're doing that's original there's nothing they're doing like they're just dipping into a bag they're sticking all that shit together and they're going hey look it's the 80s hey look it's this hey look it's that which i know like there's always that statement of wool there's no more original ideas it's like and i know you can take a bunch of like uh, pre-existing ideas and stick them all together and eventually eventually, end up with some kind of original concept or what have you but like there's nothing about Stranger Things that appeals to me I'm not the demographic for it but also I'm entirely the demographic for it and it should appeal to me and it should be for me like I it, it gets, gets confusing for me because it's like it should be my show but it's not my show It's, like, shit that I grew up with, but then it's, like, not as good as shit that I grew up with. And I think that's really what it comes down to is, like, I watched that show and I go, this is inaccurate. This is not very 80s, even though you want it to be 80s. It feels like fan service. It feels like too much, like, self-flatulation. It feels like too much... Of all this like nonsense and I just I'm not a fan of of Stranger Things I think the music's great I think the music's probably the highlight of the entire series but like I I don't like Stranger Things and I don't really like the direction it's going I think that like it started out stronger than it's going I think the direction the series is going and I know we're not here to talk about that when you're asking me about the Duffer Brothers it's all I got to work off of is that show if that's all I've got to work off of I mean that being said This show, is it about old people or kids again?
0: Old people it, that are in a... Yeah, it's, it's old people that are in a actual retirement home and there's some creature coming to take so their time. So I
2: don't... Like, one of my favorite movies, if you're familiar with Bubba Hotep. One oh, of my I love time, Bubba oh, so good. Bubba Hotep, so, yeah. Bruce Campbell so if, from the show. I don't hate the idea of geriatrics fighting against, you know, an unknown evil because if there's one thing we've learned in life... People don't listen to old people and children. And so, you know, it's really interesting when you make films where children and old people are your focal characters because when they save the day, it's so beautiful because it's like no one listens to children and no one listens to old people. right? And it's, it's nice to have that. And if you can flesh this out and do this right, I'm not mad at it. But I don't want a bunch of nostalgia-fueled bullshit. I don't want a bunch of like what have you's I don't want a bunch of like shit I've seen a billion times before like there's a way to execute this and have fun with this and bring me something fresh and original because when you say to me senior citizens fighting an enemy in a senior's home I get Boba Hotep vibes I get excited I'm like yes but then like when you say the Duffer Brothers I go oh is there a toilet you can drop this in for me because I'm like I'm immediately out like I'm like that Saturday morning cartoon concept that you're telling me about I'm like that's gonna be it that's gonna be. Shit. I'm not even here for that. Like I'm so. And they're gonna not do a spinoff
0: too of Stranger Things as well. They're doing a I, spinoff. They're developing as well. So. Fuck off!
2: Like I'm just like There's so a- not here for it. Like I just don't need a fucking spinoff. The only spinoff of Stranger Things I want is I want to know what the fuck those Russians are actually doing. They like want a whole show. That's a good question. Life. That's what I yeah, care about. Good. I don't want to watch more kids. I don't want more trips to the fucking mall. I don't want more <laughs> 80s shit. I want to see like the actual shit that's going on in this show. I want to know more about the science. I want to know more about the world building because their world building is crap because they're so busy spending entire episodes having them do photo shoots and Fucking ghostbusters costumes i'm like i already have those pictures you want to see me in my ghostbusters costume from the 80s i did this shit i don't need to watch this like i know i'm old like i get it but like fuck that it like, it's up a, tonight it's not interesting <laughs> in it. it's not an interesting fucking tv show and these guys like i'm sorry like stephen king they're making a stephen king movie of course you're making a fucking stephen king movie you've made a stephen king tv show why don't you fucking make it yeah, stephen way king? better than stephen
1: king could do by the way
2: <laughs> just saying <laughs> Well, I mean, if Stephen King was more involved in his projects and just handing them off to people, they might actually be a little bit they better. They could be better.
0: Because I mean, like, his Sabrina, are, you is that, good. are you that fired up, Sabrina, about this as Lexi is? Do you think the Duffer brothers shouldn't be doing this? How do you feel about this situation?
1: Well, first of all, it was very hard for me to listen to all of the terrible things you just said about Stranger Things, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like, I, I really, like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Like, I'm, I, like, I feel like you're personally attacking me, and I don't like it. Um... <laughs> Because this is really not my genre, and after the first season, I was like, I have to wait for a second season. And then after, I, I agree with you that it did get worse as it went on, like as most shows do. Though, let's be clear, it's not like it's an anomaly in that way. Most shows, it's hard week. You get a
2: fan. It shouldn't it a hard week in the way it did. Like, I, well, I, I mean, thought, I thought it should have like picked up because I was like, okay, first season's a little weak, but I'm gonna give it a chance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna see like where great. it goes. And then it like the second hard
1: season hard. was pretty good, but then they started introducing new characters, and usually I fucking hate that. But I really like all the new characters that they brought in. Like I, they, I love that Sadie Sink; she's fucking they, great. I love I love that Dungeon and Dragons they had last season. Who was that guy? I loved the, him.
2: They introduced the best character in the show, and then kill him in season four. I'm like, this is the best character anything. Or, are you talking about the right. guy with
1: the hair? The guy, the with fucking the hair
2: metal hair. guy, the guy who yeah, he was then, great. Uh, I him. To, yeah best character in the uh, entire fucking series and you kill him I'm like way thanks. too
1: old to be playing Dungeons thanks. and Dragons with children let's be clear but um he yeah. was really really good
2: I, I just um, want I to like, say for you're... the record I know that guy and I played D D with that guy the way too old guy, <laughs> guy to play D&D with us like, hey, what's he doing here <laughs> with those guys those guys like totally teach you how to play D and D so if you want to learn They're the best.
1: I'm just saying. They got you. (laughs) I'm like, you're a little bit old. And like, I'm not surprised you're being accused of murdering the teenage girl who was at your house. Like, it just seems like it seemed fine. But I I, I As it got, for sure. As it got, as it kept going, I literally was like, um, like it was, you know, it was not my favorite season for sure. But I was still very invested in it. And I'm still excited to see. You know what what they're gonna do and that to me is like something i know you're saying it's not original but it to me in the sea of remakes pre-makes prequels sequels it's like enough is enough like at least it's something that they brought to to the table that was different yes it's it's recycling old ideas and putting them together but it's still not a singular old idea and i appreciate that now this new thing to me sounds like like brian said a geriatric version of stranger things so i'm a little confused like they didn't write it they're being brought on the other two dudes wrote it so like what were they like, um, let's write something that's similar to Stranger Things with old people and then get them on board to help us do it? Is that the deal?
0: No, we'll contact the Duffer Brothers, and it'll be great because they'll love it because yeah, it's like what they they're doing. No, and like, they'll old be able people
1: to do it. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. Um, I'm with you on Bubba Hotep, so I feel like we can be friends again. Oh, yeah. But I'm. They I'm should really... get Bruce Campbell <laughs> to be in this
0: shit. Can you imagine if Bruce Campbell was in this? Oh. I would. I'd be all about it then. I've like oh. sold, sold. Yep. I just saw. Yep. I just saw Bruce Campbell no, on, a, on an episode.
2: That's how you sell me on this. You bring me an all-star cast of old retired like horror guys who like used to be like at the peak of their you know horror career, and have them all be like the the people in the home, and have them throw them people in there that are fighting this. Like Bruce, he's a Bruce Campbell, and like. You know just go get some of those old guys and just have them like fucking in the home and then have them be the people yeah, that freddy krueger like robert
0: um england, england yeah, him him and
2: robert, he'd be excellent For like, him I mean, good casting i mean like those would be great people to see like these old school like people i mean um oh is he still i, I don't want to is he still alive i can't i, I don't know if that's he's always alive, a problem but, um <laughs> but um i'm trying to think of what's his name um reanimator the uh, oh
1: i think he is still alive
2: he, bring him in. He's my favorite. He'd be so good face. for that. Yeah, name? I can see his face. He's like he's like so iconic, but I can't think of his like. But you know who I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So,
2: yeah, he'd be. Oh, great be yeah. be so That could be fun. That could make it
0: interesting too. And then like yeah. then the Duffer Brothers. I mean, they're executive producing. They're not directing it necessarily. They're just kind of like opening the door for Netflix. And Netflix is like, yeah, you're, you you want to be involved with this? So we'll make this happen. But I do feel like if you get the right cast, it could be good. Especially like we're talking about an older generation doing that. But it is very similar to Stranger Things in a lot of ways. Uh, but, you know, it's about time. It's about getting old. And, you know, it's Duffer Brothers. They apparently have the stamp of approval on Netflix. Whatever they want to do, they're going to get greenlit. So we're going to get that spinoff of uh, Stranger Things. We'll probably get that Stephen King series. And we'll probably get the Death Note. And it'll all now, be coming to Netflix. <laughs> t-
2: Talesman is Talesman, not the one. Dreamcast, I'm thinking of Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is the one with the aliens, right? yes 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 okay so that movie was actually a lot of fun talisman's kind of in the um Mm -hmm. dark tower series isn't Mm -hmm. it isn't that where that comes from i think i think maybe i haven't it's been so long i don't mm. remember. it's been a minute since i'm familiar with that one i don't know like i I guess i'm okay we'll see Uh, stephen king stuff always kind of just hits It's, it's fine like it always does well enough but like I don't know, I'm not. Excited most of about it's it. shit.
1: Some of it is really yeah. good, but most of it is shit.
2: Yeah. I agree with you on that. Like there's a there's a large there's so much of it though that it's like you're right. Like shit, shit. Oh, this one's really good. Shit, shit. Oh, this one's like whatever. Out there's, of but there's so 10 much to sift through. You know? like, yeah. But
1: but they're great. There's really not an in between. It's either uh. shit or great. You know what I mean? Right.
2: Exactly. Right. You're absolutely correct in that too. Like they're garbage or it's they're great.
1: So weird. Yeah. So. It's so weird.
2: One thing I can <laughs> definitely say that the Duffer brothers do well, and that's something that I talk about frequently on my show, is um, the use of color. They have an excellent use of color in their show. Mm-hmm. That's one oh, thing yeah. I highly compliment. That's one thing I complain about Hollywood all the time, is they have a very poor use of color in today's world. So.
0: Well, I want to talk now. We're getting to our feature story now. But we're going to talk about something we don't normally talk about. But it's also affecting a lot of people. So now it's time for our feature story of the night. Everybody, we always try to you know keep it even keel on the politics stuff here, <laughs> but this is entertainment. This is entertainment, and if you ask me, both these people are entertainers too. And it shook the world today, a lot of people like were going nuts, and I was shocked it by this shook news the too. The world, <laughs> it, I, I, every <laughs> uh, newsfeed, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. I mean, I couldn't get it, I couldn't it go anywhere without seeing world. it. It shook the world. So Tucker Carlson was fired and Don Lemon was fired. Now it doesn't matter what side you are on the political line. It's like you probably loved one of these people. That's you know, crazy. if you're on the right, you probably this person. If you're left, probably this person. It's it's nuts because there were such big influential figures on their network and involving entertainment, news. You know, the world we live in. They're they're big big figures. I mean, three million people tune into Tucker Carlson's show every every night. Three million people. You know, Don Lemon was going through some sexual assaults or or sex, not assault but sexual you know, in, you know, investigations. And then he had the whole thing where he went off about uh, Nick was Nikki Haley about like her age, you know, and then so that was a whole thing. They pulled him off the news and they brought him back. But then they said that he was having problems behind the scenes. And now Tucker Carlson on nowhere got fired, too. And that was one of those things that they both said that it took him off. Like, you know, they were not expecting it. I mean, Tucker Carlson said on Friday, I'll see you on Monday. And then he was gone over the weekend. Uh, Don Lemon came out and he was like, he's pretty much said I was shocked. You know, I'm, I'm stunned, he said. After 17 years on CNN, I always thought someone in management would have just the decency to call me. And then CNN's like, well, we did try to, teach you to have a meeting, but then you denied it, so we just put it on Twitter. And they're both Twitter notifications on both people's fronts. So it's just like, all of a sudden, we're going to fire both these people who are big figureheads in our network out of nowhere. You know, out of nowhere. And I think the reason why Tucker Carlson was fired, because there's something coming out right now about Abby Grossberg, who was fired from uh, Fox and she has a lawsuit going out there about <laughs> alleged discrimination and on uh, gender, religion, and disability. And another producer on Tucker Carlson's show was fired. So to me, it seems like maybe that's the correlation for her. And with Don Lemon, it seems like, well, there's been these, all these allegations against him, too, at work. And I think it comes down to that, too. Like, the Nikki Haley thing was, like, nothing, you know what I mean? It was, it was like, just a, 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 a small thing out of, like, a, a grand scale, people are saying. But it's weird. It's weird that networks would have big people like this, big figures like this, just fire them over the weekend and tweet about it, if you ask me. And it's gonna shake the oh, political. It's ass crazy. It's crazy. It's fucking I, I'm shocked. Right? This That's like the huge. biggest thing for me. I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's even real. Like it's not I, I don't care what line you like where you fall in the line. To me, it's like I'm surprised these networks would fire people. It would be like firing a lead actor on a T on a TV show or a movie. It would be like that groundbreaking, you know what I mean? Like you bet that's been going on for like 10 seasons. All of a sudden we're gonna fire somebody out of nowhere. So that's what it's like for me. It's big news on the networks and it's big news on the news. Like I said, it shook Twitter today. It shook everywhere. I know people are probably very divided on these characters. Some people love them, some people hate them. But I just wanna talk about it briefly because it is huge, it's huge news. And we don't usually delve into this realm, but it is in a way entertainment too because a lot of these people speak about this stuff. They They definitely talk about entertainment. They talk about the news, they talk about everything. We do the news too so it affects everything. Sabrina, I know you're gonna be very fired up about this. What do you think about this? Do you Am think I, that this is, I, I think so. I think so, I have an idea you might be. I'm very fired. Up. about- I was told that
2: you will be very fired up about this. Well, so I, I'm here, I'm here to hear.
1: I'm not up. very fired up. I'm, what I'm do you think about Fox up.
2: and
0: can CNN I, can, firing these figureheads? Can I just yeah, say or, real
2: quick with um, Carlson, it was the Dominion voting um, stuff. There's that. Because of how he was dealing with it, he was like one of the primary people. But then on top yep. of that, his tweets about talking shit about Trump and how he didn't want him there, those two things combined together is basically why Rupert Murdoch was like, get rid of him get him out of there yeah like
0: but it's like you don't talk shit about trump you know that's that's a thing well, he, you know
2: he also pulls the
1: most ad revenue out of any show on fox which is that, the reason 100%. why he was very uh uh at the forefront. it was almost like he ran the network because his show was the most successful like 73 million, mm-hmm. million dollars of ad revenue per episode of his piece of shit show you know what i mean like it was <laughs> leaps and bounds over any other show on fox yeah so they kind of gave him carte blanche and he got more and more ballsy and said more and more of whatever the fuck he wanted and you know there was another lawsuit against him years ago and his lawyers fox's lawyers and tucker's lawyers literally gave the response that it's obvious that he is not telling the truth the the truth it's an entertainment based show and what he any sane person would not believe what he is saying which is really fucked up because it is on a news channel and everyone obviously thinks that he's telling the truth so um he's been in trouble before with lawsuits and stuff. So I'm really surprised that they did pull the trigger and let him go honestly, because he has been at the forefront of many legal battles at this point, you know, and this dominion voting thing is one thing, but there is another, um, uh, voting machine that is also suing Fox. Um, and they said that they are not settling out of court. They're going to take it to the mat. So, you know, maybe that is part of the issue as well. Um, I just don't like, the problem is like if you were doing a opinion based show like we do, you know, like this yeah. is what we heard and this is our opinion about it, that will be one thing. But for you to be sitting on television and telling people old faced lies or things that you know aren't true um, in order to sway a public opinion is uh, I think it's pretty shitty. It's really on the level of propaganda. And I say that in uh, in conjunction with Tucker Carlson and with John Lennon. You know, because the right tries to influence the right and the left tries to influence the left. And the truth is always somewhere in between. So um, I'm not really sure how this happened with Tucker because he seemed to be like the God of, of Fox. Um, but John Lemon apparently has been having problems for years. And I think that it's super weird that they, you know, brought him back after giving him like a, a light leave of absence, oh my God, that picture is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> back. Yeah, but great picture of Don um, Lemon, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, Don Lemon looks like uh he belongs in Boogie Nights in that shot. And going. <laughs> He's like like, a, like a fly. So, where's Roller Girl?
2: <laughs>
1: um so yeah, Don Lemon apparently has also had a shit ton of problems as well. Like I read a variety a very long variety article about him today and um in two thousand eight he was with a co-anchor like doing a show and she got a job overseas that he wanted and he started Sending her a bunch of fucked up text messages and shit. They traced it back to him. He has somehow like kept his job through a lot of um what's the right word? Um
2: terrible behavior. Controversy.
1: Yeah, controversy. Thank you. Also terrible behavior. Terrible
2: say, behavior.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but
1: like he somehow was able to keep coming through it all. And like that also probably made him brazen in the same way that Tucker got brazen because his show made the most money and he was like, I do whatever the fuck I want. So I think Don Lemon also came into a sense of that um, confidence, you know, that nothing's going to shake him and he's gotten through all his shit and he can do whatever the fuck he wants, um, which is unfortunate and inappropriate. And you're there for a purpose and the purpose is not to serve yourself. The purpose is to serve the people. Like as a news anchor, you're supposed to be bringing the truth to the people. And I feel like, you know, Don Lemon probably was more true to bringing the truth to people than Tucker Carlson was. Um, in, in my personal opinion, but I feel like they both definitely, you know, Stretch were pushing things. their own agenda. You know, and and that's not really something that's a, appropriate for you to do on a news station. Again, if you were on the View or the Talk or something like that, you know what I mean. Like you can give your opinion on whatever you want, but when you're selling it to people as news, um, it's it's a different fucking thing. I just I'm I'm I was very surprised to read all those things about Don Lemon because when he had a show, Don Lemon tonight, I used to enjoy it they moved him to like some morning slot and it just never seemed to go well for him. And then he got like, he'd had that Nikki Haley thing and they let him go and they brought him back for like five fucking minutes and then they fired him. And he, the thing that's really shitty is CNN didn't even tell him he was fired. His manager called him and told him he was fired. Yeah, He didn't even fucking know.
0: Hey, they claim that they tried to contact him to have a sit down, mm. but he denied yeah. it. That's what they mm-hmm. said. Yeah. I was going to say they I that. that. Yeah, and that's they what said
2: they said. They tried to say with him, and then he refused to not come to it. And then he's like, oh, I was never told that. I, no, I'm
0: stunned. You know really? what I mean? Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. I, don't, I yeah. don't
2: know what you're oh, that's talking I'd about. See. Yeah.
0: Because he, he had this whole tweet where he said he was stunned, and like, after 17 years, he came and called me. And then they put out their thing saying, hey, we tried to contact him. We wish him the best in his future. They use future endeavors, which is what Vince McMahon likes yeah. to use. just saying, we wish you the best of luck in your future Ooh. endeavors. Oh. <laughs> Vince, him. And oh, then, the Vince uh, mcmahon and then Vince McMahon. (laughs) and then you know they let him then that was it you know but they called him out on his shit you know so it's just like you can't again like sabrina's saying it's like you're doing the news cnn Ever since Warner Brothers changed to Zasloff, we talked about that a lot, how zazloff came in with Discovery. They own Warner Brothers. Well, they also own CNN because of that. And zazloff said he wanted to make it much more neutral and not so far one way or the other, you know? Right. So I, for me, I saw the writing on the wall for Len- Lemon because I think that he has been a little bit more extreme for that network. And then for with, sure. like, and, what, and the allegations coming out, that moving into the morning show, and then, like, taking him off. I'm like, I'm like, it's only a matter of time till they're firing this guy. I, I was I was more surprised to Tucker Carlson because i like I thought that he was untouchable regardless of the shit he'd say. Yeah. I feel like yeah. almost <laughs> he was untouchable. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he'd almost push the barriers and be like, hey, they'll never fucking fire me. Something to say what the hell I want. You know what I mean? And then he got fired. I think he's probably like, what the shit today, you know? Uh it just it's, it's very it's very blows my it just blows my mind. It just really does. A little. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Lexi, uh, how do you feel about it? You are you still you you're surprised too about all this, right?
2: Oh, I I I woke up today and I was like Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox, and I immediately <laughs> texted like six people. I was like Tucker Carlson got fucking fired. I'm like that's insane. That's like the most insane thing I've ever heard. Because heir I was to like, the Swanson fortune, by the way, I just want to clarify. Right, throw that heir, out one heir more time. to the Swanson fortune. And let me tell you, his daddy ain't no fucking piece of work either. What a piece of shit his fucking dad was too. <laughs> that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy spent his entire um, career as a reporter destroying a trans woman's life. And then his son went on to destroy thousands of trans people's lives, as well as thousands of other minorities lives and all that kind of shit. Like his son, like definitely like took his daddy's mantle and like ran with it. Like that whole family is just fucking garbage. Like they're just a generation of garbage people. And I have nothing nice to say about any of them, but Don Lemon took me by surprise. Cause I saw this stuff with like Carlson and I was like, Oh my God. And then like two hours later I see the shit with lemon and I'm like, Oh my God. And then Don Lemon's <laughs> That fired picture me. is hilarious. And I was like, I was like, Don Lemon is like kind of an institution. And I was like, I was really shocked to see that one too. And then I was like, well, what did Don Lemon even do? Cause I, I don't know enough a lot about him to like, know what he yes. possibly could have done. So it was like sort of total shock. Cause it's like, you know, you think of CNN, they say they're in the middle, but, like, they have more of a left-leaning in their presentation Definitely. and stuff. So it's, oh, like, yeah. you think of, like, a hard left network getting rid of their guy and then the hard right network getting rid of their guy. And I was yep. like, whoa. But the thing with uh, Carlson leaving, so first of all, Fox has been working on their streaming service, their, their right-wing streaming service that they've been working on. Carlson's got like what two three shows on that thing so if he's been eliminated from Fox with his show what even happened to those shows because those were also the major selling points of Fox's streaming service so I'm wondering like what does this do to Fox's streaming service what does this do to that the other side of it too that that needs to be thought about and needs to be realized is that they think like they look at like Fox is taking a stance right now because at the end of the day, Fox has always kind of been even though they they started this like as like a cable network, Fox itself has always been like um a, what's the word not cable you know a network television network network cable. yeah network yeah, network so they've always kind of kind of they've had to kind of create a bit of like a well, we're not, we're not really. So they've had to lie about that over and over and over. Like they've had to say, no, we're not this, we're not this. That's, had to, that's a lie they've had to perpetuate continuously. We all know that it's a lie, but they've been able to kind of perpetuate it. When they're at the point that they're at right now, they can't keep maintaining their lie. Like their lie is so blatantly obvious, like that they can't keep it. So this is kind of one of those, like you've been caught way too hard in your lie and you got to kind of like do some cleanup and stuff. They've they've built only because it costs stuff. the
1: company so much money. Only because it
2: costs exactly. But money. at the oh, same yeah. time, they have built this. Fox is direct. Like Fox News is directly responsible for building the template for all right wing crazy like networks. Like you wouldn't without Fox News, you don't have a Newsmax. You don't have. Um, ben shapiro's network but there are all these other things there
1: there are actually very reputable shows on fox news like actually people who like uh, chris chris matthews used to have a very you know fair show that was you know in the middle and not completely right or completely left just true i was laughing it's
2: funny when you think about like bill o'reilly and how insane he was but when you look at tucker carlson and you're like Bill O'Reilly Wait, was, not a, even was a sane, sane. Oh, sane normal, normal human being in yeah, comparison 100%. to Tucker Carlson and Bill O'Reilly was nuts and It's like, and, and it's like but, but in comparison it's like this guy's fucking like insane compared to Bill O'Reilly and it's like so when they, when they got rid of O'Reilly and they went the, the Carlson direction it opened this door and it created this new kind of like fan base and the fan base that it created was rabid and they're insane and Carlson's fan base isn't a Fox News fan base. They are a Tucker Carlson fan base, and despite yeah. what they might think, I mean, like he's it, the
1: most popular, but people are still popular. watching Fox a day. News all fucking day. He's
2: gonna, you know he's what I mean? Like take...
1: Brian's parents watch Fox News all day long. It doesn't matter who the fuck is on. Like Tucker's probably yeah, their favorite, right? But they're watching but Fox News all day. Long. More Ingram, they, they, they love Laura programming. It's just when he's he's just Laura, like Ingram. would push more opinion, as opposed to a fact, and I, I find that like it's you know you're you're misinforming people, and that's not cool.
2: This is not going to hurt Tucker at all. This oh, is not this at all. Nothing, no, I a new show tomorrow. Want a benefit for him? Newsmax. Newsmax is chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. Newsmax is losing their fucking mind, and if he goes to Newsmax, free agent. <laughs> Newsmax is going to fucking. Newsmax is going to boom. Newsmax is going to become the new Fox News all day, every day. I fully believe that he's going to join um, Ben Shapiro's. Um, network, which God, what is that one called again? I feel uh, like, I feel like Ben called? Shapiro
1: oh, would not in. be supportive of him.
2: No, no, Ben Shapiro will totally take him in because he's I do been like taking Rachel's take. People in
0: Lemon There's, and uh, and and Carlson team up. We'll call him Lemon Carlson, and they can have mm-hmm. uh, a
2: <laughs> Daily <laughs> Wire, like, good cop, bad uh, daily, cop. <laughs> that's what I'm picking up. So I this is this is my theory. Okay, this is where I'm going to go. Just just hear me out here. Ben Shapiro has been building this Daily Wire, like network for a very very long time. He's got a lot of like very high profile right wing faces underneath Daily Wire at this exact point in time. <coughs> the chick from um, Star Wars when she got fired from Star Wars from Mandalorian. Gina? Oh, Gina, yeah. Yeah. She's at she's at Daily Wire. She's making movies all for right. them. She's making all those crazy right wing super super right wing movies for Daily Wire. Daily Wire's making movies. They're making TV shows. They're making all kinds of crazy like news and podcasts and they got Shapiro and they got like all this kind of stuff. They're building a right wing empire right now that people should be scared of. Like, because the, the misinformation that's coming out of the daily wire is the scariest misinformation of anything. And as a transgender person, I follow daily wire because I'm scared of the information that's coming out of it. And Matt Walsh is part of that shit, all that kind of shit. And Matt Walsh is the scariest motherfucker out there. And Carlson is right up there with Matt Walsh. These two are right on the fucking same level. And these are people that you should need to be scared of. Without Fox behind Carlson, Carlson has the freedom to be as unhinged as Walsh. If he becomes as unhinged as Walsh, and he goes to a a network that allows him to keep spewing the crazy rhetoric that he's already been spewing on Fox, and he takes... That fan base from Fox with him, because he's going to. They're all just going to follow him wherever the fuck he goes. Well, gonna,
0: wherever he goes, they're going to go, yeah, for sure.
2: <clears throat> he's just going to help build an even larger right-wing profile with whatever fucking network he goes to. Well, like I said, whether it's Daily Wire, whether it's fucking Newsmax, whether he creates his own thing. But he's not going to create his own thing because he's going to take something that already pre-exists and empower it. And it's going to grow and grow and grow because so that that pre-existing base is already there he doesn't need to build his own thing he just needs to take something that already exists and just pump it up because that's how carlson works he's not a very smart person but he's a face and he's a powerful enough face that he can take those people and those people will listen to him because he's really good at getting people to listen to him for some reason I don't know why, because anything he says sounds stupider than people love him and when he talks. I mean, I, like I get what you're saying.
1: Like, he's going to take people with him, but, like, I'm going to, again, use Brian's parents as an example. Like, I don't think Marlene and Dean can find him anywhere else, so they're just going to keep watching Fox News, and whoever else shows up, they're just going to watch that show instead. But that's, There's a lot of people like
2: that. that uh, you're not wrong, and that's but that's, but that's like, half of them. Half of them are going to be like what yeah. you said. The other half are going to go wherever he goes. And There are the people, people who will follow him, for sure. The people who were tuned into Fox... Those, those crazy 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 people who are specifically there for that stuff—they're all going to leave, and Fox is going to become kind of middle ground. They're not going to be as crazy right wing as they were because well, they don't be have that and ability. Balance.
1: Remember that? They, we, and <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they might actually—they might actually get there at this point because, like, they are not going to be able to maintain that when they've gotten rid of so much of that. Because so much the of that the problem base with is not news is—is
1: gonna... is that nothing is fair and balanced anymore. It's, there's every, it's either skewed right, skewed left. It doesn't fucking matter. There is no fair and balanced. Like if we could just get back to people reporting the fucking news, it would be very helpful to society. And it would, it would, it would, it would stop the, the severe division that is like fueling fires right now in our fucking country. Like, I just think if people knew actually what was going on and people were willing to report actually what was going on, that it wouldn't be this bad.
2: It's really it frustrating, I don't think... like, with what you say, like, for me to get my news proper, um, I have to go to the first source, then the second source. Then right. I have I just to Google kind shit of, and I kind of have to go back everybody. and forth. Yeah, like you said, that like, you have to go off of both of those, and then you have to see who has the same information, and then yeah. kind of pull through those. Um, like I just said, PBS, PBS has wonderful, um, like, basic information. I think mm-hmm. PBS has the best raw news. If you're looking for mm-hmm. the most non-biased news, PBS, but outside of pbs like yeah most of like there's always going to be an opinion and it's weird it's weird to tell people to watch pbs but like my buddy taught me about it years ago he's like if you really want non-biased news watch pbs and i was like really and i started (laughs) watching like frontline on pbs and i was like this is great like it's really genuinely the best source i've gone to i mean like you said that's it's almost impossible to kind of whatever you still have to like. If you really want, There's like,
1: no unbiased news, ha- really, yeah.
2: right? Exactly. So it's you like have you to said, research like, you your shit to- on
1: your own. You have to Google, right. okay, this have Let me to. See this, and read ten fucking articles to be like, okay, what is the truth? And it's really annoying.
0: Yeah, you always have to because there's always gonna be opinion based stuff out there. There's always everyone's having their opinion in news. It's just what it is these days. Hence what these networks are trying to change it. They're trying to make it more middle ground. They're trying to get bigger audiences that way. They're trying to get rid of these old like generic kind of like facade like opinions people have of, of these networks and I don't know for me. Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson, it's probably good they're leaving these networks. They will find homes someplace else. We know they will. I still like the idea, like Rachel's saying, and GR, throw them in a ring, see what happens, and maybe make their own network. Who knows, together. But they will find a home somewhere, everybody. That's just what happens. It's big breaking news, though, today, everybody. It's big breaking news, and we're going way over. the best ever. Yeah, Rachel's we're going right, way though. over, though.
2: <laughs> just real quick, though. Rachel's 100% correct. We need another Walter Cronkite. He was the best yeah, yeah. oh, reporter sure. in American history and we need another non-biased reporter like him to come back in. Yep. He is still the greatest reporter to ever live.
0: I mean, one day in hopefully someone that, comes that along. That will
1: allow that. Like the network skews the news too. It's like Absolutely. It's a pyramid yep. of go fuck yourself. It's too hard. Yep.
0: That's why this is so shocking that they're firing people that have been like figureheads like this for so long, but yeah. the right you know.
2: <laughs> <I, laughs> way. Is-
1: right. We're all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> unless we agree with gr then we're right
2: Levin being fired doesn't matter though carlson being fired this is going to have it's social huge. implications it's a, it's like be prepared to see the right lose their shit
0: we'll see what happens next only time will tell everybody but anyways thank you everybody for being here tonight it's been fun chatting with you about everything going on of course like that tucker Carlson thing and, and and the whole like down limit thing it's a lot it's a lot and like lexi's saying we'll see what happens anyways everyone check out cinema demore they're doing the whole fast and furious thing right now they've been watching so much going through these movies combing through them getting the facts talking about them and they're going to bring it to you live so get out there check out cinema demore you're going to love it some great conversation on these movies and i can't wait to and i'll be there tuning with us everybody check it out yep lexi thank you so much for being here we love having you here
2: thank you for letting me interrupt a million times (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh no, get in there like always. That's what we do. It's it's fun to talk. It's just that's what this is all about. Having a conversation about this. At the end of the day, we're just friends having fun. And you know what? It's a good day. Sabrina, thank you so much for being here as always. Appreciate Thanks, you everyone out there thank you for being here please like and subscribe join our patreon if you can and you know what we're at like 232 subscribers and we went up like 10 yesterday so just keep telling everybody i, I think somebody told that chinchilla walked past the ring door bell on friday so tell your friends tell your family tell your uncle tell your aunt tell your grandma grandpa step cousin great ancestors that live back someplace in time tell them to get a computer get cruise control subscribe right now and everyone out there please do it yourself if you haven't yet thank you so <laughs> much for being here as always we love having you have a great night enjoy your Monday, and we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Take care, everybody, and as always, see ya!